0: Tattooing, Wisdoms of Ancestor Tattoo, where we explore and revive the ancient understandings and methods of tattooing, for transformation, creation, and shifting into a higher vibration through processes so effective that it seems like magic, or is it indeed the true definition of magic, the alchemy of tattooing? Welcome back everyone this episode we're going to be talking about ancestral connection ancestral healing and connecting to our bloodlines acknowledging our root cultures and representing them through the markings and the tattoos we wear our ancestors are part of us they are in our cells and in our dna they are our blood and they are our bones they are with us spiritually and physically they speak to us through our dna in every cell of our body They are represented in our physical features and they are reflected in our health and our characteristics and personalities. They are part of us and we are part of them, eternally connected. When we are connected to our ancestors, we are open to a deeper introspection about ourselves. We can gain guidance and clarity around our life purpose, which gives us more personal drive and awareness, a sense of belonging and meaning there is so much importance in maintaining a connection to our roots and to our culture of origin when we are connected to our ancestors on a conscious and energetic level we open the doors to assisting our blood ancestors who may need healing there may be fractures and blockages that uh, may need repair and when we do this we see that it improves our personal wellness in our life now and in the health of our soul when we embrace and sustain a connection to our ancestors on a conscious level and subconscious level, we can transform and transmute unhealthy patterns of pain and abuse and gradually repair and reclaim a positive and healthy spirit of family and identity. What we do here and now as representatives of everyone who came before us not only helps heal us here and now, but also ripples back down along the lines of our ancestry and into our future generations. We should remember that to our future generations, we are their ancestor. We have a responsibility to do something and play our important part in creating or maintaining or uplifting our bloodline's ancestral health our bloodline's ancestral dignity, and our bloodline's ancestral integrity. If we choose to right here today we, to, to be conscious uh, of this and ensure our actions, intentions and purposes are in alignment with the greater good of our collective ancestors and descendants, then we have the power to make great change. This is really important on a cultural level as well. When we have connection to our ancestors, they assist us and come into partnership with us, helping transform historical trauma relating to war and religion and race and other kinds of collective and personal pain. The science of epigenetics confirms that the pain and trauma experienced by our ancestors is passed down through the generations, through our cell memory, through our DNA. This is a biological transmission of trauma an imprinted memory of experiences witnessed and felt by our ancestors. When we are connecting and embracing our ancestors, we can make peace and reconcile with the ones who experienced all kinds of persecution and hardship, even with the ones who enacted violence and oppression. When we do this, we are making repairs and healing our own personal psyches and family histories, and when this happens, we begin to mend the cracks in the larger spirit of humanity. Embracing the beautiful and helpful elements of our ancestry, the gifts and the positive contributions and working through the victim victimizer consciousness is a positive move forward in healing. When we transform generations of family and cultural pain, we open the way for our loving ancestors to assist and support us in the world now. We all have loving and supportive ancestors, and when we embrace a connection with them, that relationship brings more clarity about our purpose. We are not alone and there is a much bigger picture here. We are the tip of the spearhead, representing all those who came before us and responsible for assisting in what our lineage will become in the future. We are an ancestor. Our ancestors are no further away from us than our blood and bones and they are waiting to be welcomed into our lives and to assist us in fulfilling our potential. This is what's happening when we are tattooed with the markings of our ancestors. We are wearing what they wore. We are carrying in our skin the patterns they carried. Those patterns they wore were in resonation with what they represented and now within our own skin we carry the same resonation. Not only are we bringing ourselves into resonation with the elements and meanings the symbols and patterns represent, but we are also bringing ourselves into resonation with our ancestors, a true connection. In applying the tattoos of our ancestors, we are making huge steps in connection with them, in communication with them, in guidance with them, and awakening and remembering, activating our DNA and cell memory. It's true that this kind of connection can result in receiving knowledge and guidance from our loving ancestors through dreams, epiphanies, messages and downloads, and just a knowing or a remembering. Marking ourselves shows immense respect and love to our ancestors and lets them know we are remembering them and they are not forgotten. This in itself provides powerful healing for those ancestors and the lineage. Many times I have witnessed this amazing connection express itself in a number of different ways after laying in the lines and symbols of their ancestors I've seen and been told of a shift happening, a connection and opening up to something more within them and feeling a wholeness and company as their ancestors hear and answer their call and react to their action to initiate this connection. Our ancestors have always been there and in many cultures today who have maintained an ancestral connection and reverence or, or acknowledgement this connection is still felt and close and understood prior during and after receiving their tattoo this connection is recognized and respected. There is an energetic connection happening and I've witnessed this being felt and experienced with my clients sometimes coming in like a flood sometimes trickling in over time either way this connection to the ancestors uh, in this way has a huge impact and significance i've seen with so many people how after receiving the tattoos and wearing the markings of their people embracing and representing who and where they're from these people experience a feeling of importance and connection to who they are representing they begin delving deeper into their culture, learning the history, learning the language, uh, participating and maintaining and keeping cultural practices alive and well. I've seen how tattooing has assisted in healing ancestral disturbances, where there has been trauma carried through generationally, and with the action of connecting to the ancestors through tattooing, it has opened a closer connection and dialogue to the well ancestors in the lineage. This connection from you now to your well ancestors absolutely assists in healing fractured and traumatized aspects of the lineage. Not all of our ancestors are well, and this is where ancestor work in some modalities can be troublesome, when just calling in all the ancestors. Just calling them all in, well, you don't know who you're getting when you're just calling them in randomly you can be calling in some very unwell ancestors some very detrimental energies there I've seen this happening and it's not good we have to be sure we are connecting and calling in well ancestors to assist us in any ancestor work we may do and in turn also acknowledge and assist in healing our unwell ancestors this connection and activation of the healing process by us and our well ancestors assists in healing our unwell ancestors understanding that not, not all our ancestors are well due to things and events that may have happened in their lives personally and culturally some of our ancestors are in a way fractured or haven't moved on fully they haven't moved into fully being an ancestor some can be malevolent, unwell, and desperately wanting attention. And a lot of the time this attention is not always in a way that is helpful for us or beneficial for us. There can be effects, this, these, these can affect us uh, here and now. With this connection and communication with our well ancestors, we can assist in raising our unwell ancestors up into full ancestor status where they are healed and well and a loving light. They are then able to assist us but positively, instead of affecting us negatively. When this kind of ancestral healing takes place, it also shifts us into a more well state of being. Healing our ancestors heals us. Connection to our ancestors is connection to ourselves. I've seen how this connection has enabled a remembering, or access to, knowledge from the ancestors, whether directly from the ancestors themselves or through the activation and opening into our cell and DNA memory banks, gaining access to the files of our ancestors programmed into our biological memory drives. A huge amount of positive comes from this. Identity, family, remembering, belonging, our sense of worthiness and purpose You become aware that you are more than just the body you are standing in You know, the vessel you are transmitting through When you become aware that you are not just a single, alone existence and that you bring with you the energy and presence of your ancestors This is a liberating and powerful way of understanding yourself You don't just walk into a room alone You don't just walk down the street alone and you certainly don't walk through the forest alone you have ancestors with you ones who have chosen to guide you and assist you protect you and nudge you in the right direction they are there they haven't forgotten you have you forgotten them indigenous cultures around the world in the most part still practice ancestral reverence or some kind of ancestral acknowledgement But in most of the Western cultures, ancestral reverence or connection has been for the most part forgotten, or no longer holds an important practice, personally or culturally. Religion and imperial invasions of lands and cultures played a huge part in doing its best to wipe out pre-existing belief systems and cultural practices. For a large part of the Western world, ancestral reverence doesn't exist any longer. Ancestral connection isn't recognized. They have been offline for so long Some 200 years some 1,000 years and in many cases some 2,000 years and longer That's a long time to leave it. There is a distance there and What can be recognized then as a fractured connection to true original identity? Western cultures have been offline to their ancestors for a very long time in the book Ancestral Medicine by Daniel Four, he explains how major disruptions in the historical makeup of tribal European cultures began around 2000 years ago with the military expansion of the Roman Empire. Rome introduced the indigenous peoples of Europe and many others to the imperial cult of emperors, and by the 4th century AD, Rome had adopted Christianity. Over the next 800 years, Christian leaders carried out campaigns of military expansion and conversion throughout Western Europe. Along the bloodlines of these peoples, ritual engagement with the spirit of the ancestors have not been practiced for over a thousand years. This killing off of a culture and its traditional beliefs and practices is devastatingly damaging to a people and the disconnect from the ancestors can have detrimental repercussions to identity belonging self-respect the health of the ancestral lineage and in turn the spiritual soul health of the representatives of any certain peoples in today now remember we are the current representatives of all who came before us we have a responsibility as a future ancestor to contribute healthily and consciously to our bloodline and lineage. For a lot of people, there is a lot to heal and clear, but this action makes big changes. It is growth, and a positive move forward. Changes need to take place in the world we live in today, and we can all make, all, all take, all take action in this, whether small or huge. Reconnection to who we truly are is the foundation to who we can become. There is so much lost identity now, and lost for so long in a lot of cultures. People are searching for some kind of identity in some other way, with what they wear, what label they wear, what sports team they support, what kind of car they drive and what kind of house they live in, and what kind of material possessions they fill it with. When you are wearing the markings of your culture, your ancestors and who you are, then creating an identity based on brands becomes obsolete. Representing Nike or Louis Vuitton or other companies becomes so insignificant compared to representing you, yourself and your ancestors. Why represent a corporation when you can represent the sophistication of your culture? Remember, it's these corporations that have such a huge pull and control over what happens in this world and society, and they only have their own best interests at heart, and what they can gain, profit and control. When you buy into their false sense of identity, you are financially funding their power and influence, and that power and influence is the machine that keeps us disconnected and lost, confused and divided. Well, we can go down a whole other rabbit hole with that, but let's just stay on track here with our ancestors. The Western world's dis- disconnection to the ancestors in the old ways has been a great loss culturally. We need to remember the ancestors and or the ancestors uh, of the uh, older European uh, peoples who lived before Christianity uh, and the Roman Empire had established traditions of ancestor reverence. Being from New Zealand and growing up, the main culture I learnt about and knew about was Māori culture. Later in life, when I found out my ancestry included Scottish, Irish, English, and Norwegian, I had no idea what this meant. I had no physical connection to those lands or cultures. I had never been there, and I had never been taught anything about those cultures. Māori culture, has held onto these traditions and maintains the practice of ancestral reverence and acknowledgement and regard whakapapa or genealogy with significant importance but for me the european culture was invisible i knew nothing of their ancient ways or the ancestors of these peoples ancestral healer daniel four puts it this way i wasn't raised with the traditional songs stories or rituals of these ancestors I was not taught their ways to consciously communicate with the natural world. I received no framework, protocols or ceremonies for safely engaging with the spirits and unseen worlds. But how could I expect my parents, or grandparents to teach me these ways of these bloodlines when this knowledge had been largely missing from the culture for more than a thousand years? That's so true. In fact, due to my knowledge and understanding of the culturally crushing effects English colonisation had and still has on Māori, I felt embarrassed and ashamed and wanted to deny that English part of my ancestry. Indeed, even the Scottish and Irish parts of me were in conflict with my English part, due to the historical destruction by the English on those peoples as well. This is actually a really unhealthy way to view yourself. Denying or despising or pushing a part of yourself into the shadows is never beneficial in the long run. I pretty much ignored this connection for years until one day something happened. Something happened that I can only explain or compare to as a near-death experience. During this event I had stopped breathing for a long time. But what happened during this time was extraordinary. A huge bearded man came to me and a woman by his side. They stood in front of me, they looked cult or viking. They introduced themselves as my ancestors. They began talking, well not talking, it was more like I could hear their words in my head. They, like they were transferring their words into my mind and they were relaying them to me more like thoughts. The woman created symbols in her hands like magically and began throwing them towards me, spinning through the air towards me and pushing and, and pausing uh, just in front of me then drifting off. I could feel this was a language and the symbols were communicating to me or impressing knowledge of what they meant into my mind. They were spirals of uh, different shapes and with different lines coming off them. I've tried to remember as many as possible, I've recorded some of them. Anyway, they they come to me to tell me I needed to connect with these bloodlines, that I had to connect to my Celtic and Viking ancestry. They are waiting and now is the time. I promised I would and for a while I stood there in front of them and some kind of exchange was going on. I'm not sure what was happening, but it was like they were filling me up with something or impressing some kind of energy into me. They disappeared, and I was just floating there in space. I started moving forward or flying forward through space, through the the universe. I wasn't in a body. I was just energy. I was just uh, my spirit body or astral body. I felt like I was connected to the universe and everything. I was part of everything. I started approaching a ring in the universe, uh, a circle, and as I got closer, I could see the circle was made up of flowing, moving patterns around the ring. And around the outside, it kind of morphed into the surrounding space and universe. But instead, uh, inside the ring, uh, there was just darkness like the darkest dark, like the smooth, soft, welcoming dark blackness. I was heading towards some kind of portal looking thing. I got closer and closer until I was right in front of it and about to go through. My face and hands were just about to enter and then all of a sudden I took a deep breath and my body jumped and I was breathing and trying to get my breath as I started coming back into this world. The person above me had just started me breathing again. I'm not sure what would have happened if I hadn't taken that breath, but what I came back to was a significantly important journey I had to embark on. I kept my promise, and I researched and studied and searched out my ancestors of their bloodlines. I began recalling information and direction that had been imprinted into me when I was with the guides I met, and I took action. Part of the instructions was to research as far back as I could go, not just to... Not just the past few hundred years, but right back before the disruptions and the religions and the invasions and the empires. Uh, Back before the times of earth honoring and ancestral reverence. Back to the myths and legends of the earliest recordings, the creation stories and the origins of indigenous belonging. Through this journey I discovered who I am. I discovered an identity I had no idea existed. This made me feel whole and complete. This gave me a sense of meaning and purpose and connection to those who came before me. Indigenous peoples around the world, and this includes European peoples, have had their cultures fractured and demoralised through the colonisation of other peoples and religions. Huge attempts to wipe out the belief systems and traditional practices have torn apart the fabric that holds identity and belonging stripped bare, and left vulnerable to the elements of colonisation. And in nearly all cases, uh, the tattoo practices were outlawed. Truly leaving a people naked, in all sense of the word. No markings, no identity, no connection to ancestors, no belonging. For indigenous cultures around the world who just managed to preserve remnants of their traditions and tattooing practices before they were totally wiped out are actively reclaiming them and nurturing them back into full health returning to a robust cultural identity Māori are a testament to this then after the last century having the the uh, culture uh, basically outlawed in all aspects language outlawed, uh, ceremonial practices outlawed the the plane of musical instruments outlawed the handing down of knowledge by the Tuhunga outlawed, traditional customs outlawed, tattooing all outlawed. The pushback and comeback of the culture is huge. For a lot of cultures around the world there is a very real danger of it all being lost as it was in the western cultures. The same outlawing of cultural practices and belief systems happened to my Celtic ancestors as well but so long ago now that most, most much of it has uh, been lost and forgotten there is a movement now that is trying to revive these ancient ways by digging through the small remnants of information how were the celts and the picts and the vikings tattooed what were the traditional patterns and symbols this is being studied and revived So much is lost though. Many peoples around the world are looking to Māori for guidance on reviving lost lost cultural identity. Uh, Celtic revivalists and Native American peoples are coming to Māori to talk and observe the ways Māori are reclaiming their cultural and traditional ways. Uh, Native American peoples have a rich heritage of tattooing within their culture that is now being revived and embraced as an important part of their cultural identity and some are coming to uh, coming and attending wānanga or cultural teaching events to solidify ways of reviving their own tattoo practices. The more cultures around the world look into reviving their own cultural ways and their own tattooing practices, the better. The more cultures around the world that connect to their ancestors and ancestral ways, the better. We all need to connect to our root cultures. So we can see what an important role tattooing plays in connecting to our ancestors and reviving our cultural backgrounds. Throughout the Western cultures over the past 10 to 20 years, There's been a huge interest and trend in getting tribal tattoos but these are mostly from Polynesian cultures, Marquesos and Māori culture. Now we can understand the desire to do this from from an aesthetic point of view but is this also happening because there is an underlying desire to connect tribally in themselves but without a vibrant tribal tattoo culture still being practiced from their ancestors Are they reaching out to the other cultures they see that are not their own and applying them or appropriating them because something is missing in their own culture? Because their own tattoo practices are long forgotten and lost in time. European cultures had a rich tattoo practice long ago, and this is evident by records that still remain. Also by photos and paintings of ancestors wearing their tattoos and by preserved and mummified bodies that have been discovered throughout Europe um, covered in tattoos. The Scythians, Thracians, Balkans, Slavic, Germanic, Amaic, Celts, Vikings, Picts all have rich histories of cultural tattooing. They all have their own cultural tattooing practices. Albeit mostly lost now, but it's there. It's part of the culture and ancestry. These need to be revived. Even with the smallest amount of records in of the designs and patterns of these cultures, ancient tattoo styles, these can be brought back. <coughs> Facial tattooing is uh, one of these ancient pattern. Is one of the ways these um, ancient peoples tattooed. Whatever can be brought back, uh, bring it back. Awaken it again. Uh, be proud of it and represent the the ancestors. You know, wherever you're from, research your history, research your ancestors. How were they tattooed? What information is left to find out about this? Grab it no matter how small and grow it. Even if it's just remnants of what used to be. This is the seed. Plant it, water it, nurture it and grow it. Revive it. It's important. Now, keeping traditional styles are important. What patterns were traditionally tattooed? Where on the body was traditionally tattooed? The arms, the face, the chin. There is a common theme around the world in nearly all cultures of the woman wearing chin tattoos. Keep these, revive these, make them commonplace again. Make Make this the new normal. But also, evolving a contemporary style can be done as well. If, say, your culture didn't traditionally tattoo their full arms or there is no records of this and you want a full sleeve uh, tattoo or legs or bodysuit then create this using the patterns of your people. The Polynesian and Māori have done this through their revival by keeping and maintaining the ancient traditional styles and protocol of tattooing but also creating more contemporary forms from the traditional patterns. Even if there are only a few different patterns or designs left on record, keep these traditional with their own integrity. But other patterns and symbols can be developed from these root examples. When we are connecting to our ancestors this way, we connect to a memory. And even though some so many patterns and designs have been lost in time, we may intuitively and subconsciously be able to bring back patterns and symbols long forgotten. It only takes a few generations or less to revive a culture's tattoo practices and bring it back into a new normal. This is the kind of new normal we need in this world, not the new normal uh, they're trying to create. Trust in the process and the repertoire of symbols and patterns will grow, but also keep the traditional ones safe and sacred. New Zealand uh, Māori are the perfect example of this, the revival began in the 70s, grew slowly over the next few decades, but picked up massive momentum in the last 10 years. Seeing the mataora, uh, or kowai, the, f- the facial tattoos, is now the new normal. Bringing back your people's cultural tattooing practices not only heals a culture, but also heals our ancestors. When we connect to them in this way, we're assisting in healing cultural trauma and the and unwell ancestral breakages there's a couple of paragraphs by megan mcguire that i think explains this really well understand your ancestors trauma learn about how empire colonization capitalism and forced conversions stole your ancestors root cultures learn how learn how their folk culture was erased and coerced from them Get to know your ancestors' root cultures, especially their ethics around reciprocation, land tending, and right relationship with humans and other beings. Ancestral connection can help reduce cultural appropriation. If you arrive at the feast of cultures hungry and empty-handed, you will want to steal rather than exchange. Learn about your ancestors' crafts, herbalism, songs, stories, food and more. Nourish yourself and share your bounty. (coughs) So, what I'm talking about here is the tattooing. Rebuild your culture's tattoo forms, represent your ancestors, represent your culture. I've worked for many years now with those of mixed cultural ancestries, bicultural mixed bloodlines, and the acknowledgement of both. Or all of their cultural heritages. I found for a lot of people with mixed cultural bloodlines, they usually have only acknowledged one of them or a couple of them. They identify with, you know, usually only one ancestry and ignoring the other or others. A lot of the time that's because they are only aware of that one bloodline or are aware of the other but don't know enough about that lineage or culture to have an identity with. Some people are aware of their multicultural bloodlines but don't feel worthy of identifying as that culture as well, or feel that they don't have enough percentage in them to be allowed to identify as that cultural bloodline. Well in that particular case we need to remember that our ancestors of all cultural bloodlines are there. They are there supporting us and guiding us, no matter what the percentage is. It doesn't matter what the percentage you are. If you're part of that ancestry, then that ancestry is part of you. There is no escaping that. It's part of your DNA. It's what makes up your blood and your bones. You are of that culture. Your ancestors aren't counting numbers. Your ancestors aren't saying, I'll only support you this percentage of the time if you're 20% of that certain cultural bloodline, then are they saying they'll only support you 20% of the time? They are always supporting you. They are you. They are part of what makes you up. Acknowledging them both or all is so important. If you are denying an ancestral lineage or bloodline, you are denying a part of yourself. When, you know, if you repressing or ignoring an ancestral connection with part of your genealogy, then you are repressing and ignoring a part of yourself, a part of what makes you up, a part of your whole being. In psychology, uh, when we deny or push down a part of ourself or repress an element of ourself, that creates a shadow within ourselves. And those parts we have forced into the dark and don't acknowledge anymore become our shadow parts of ourselves this is where shadow work comes into it acknowledging those shadow parts of ourselves and shining our light onto those aspects of ourselves we have repressed enables healing and integration of self to become whole instead of fragmented and disassociated with ourself embracing your shadow facilitates wholeness the reason shadow work is important is because whether the we are aware of our shadows or not, they are there. And they still want attention and acknowledgement. And in order to receive that, uh, subconscious actions are created in an attempt to be recognised. And a lot of the times these subconscious actions are not always beneficial. Most of the times they are detrimental to us and affect other areas in our lives. Also, integration of the shadow aspects of ourselves opens up the discovery of the golden aspects of ourselves. Gifts that have not been able to emerge because they have been stuck within the shadows, being repressed. If your house was built of two types of timber, you know, two types of trees, then if 40% was uh, pine and 60% was built of oak, What will happen if you only maintain the oak? If you only care for the oak parts of the house? If you keep the oak polished and oiled and termite free, but you just let the pine rot, what's going to happen? Your house will fall down. Your house is going to fall down. So acknowledgement and integration is important to becoming whole. Whole in all aspects, physically, biologically, Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, ancestrally, culturally healing yourself and your ancestors Now we also recognise there are other very valid reasons for someone to not be keen on connecting or identifying with a bloodline or ancestry There can be very strong avoidance of this due to painful periods of family history This can manifest as rejection or devaluation or even holding certain groups as unforgiven or unforgivable, holding negative uh, perceptions of ancestors, abusive family members, soldiers on the wrong side of history, slave owners, conquistadors, colonizers. The troubles of the past five centuries especially uh, continue to reverberate in many people's experiences of their ancestors in the present. Many peoples and cultures have experienced incredible hardship over this time and may define their ancestors of that lineage quite harshly. We need to remember the ancestors who lived before these troubles. Each of our bloodlines include thousands of years of human history, with plenty of time spent as oppressor, oppressed and every other dynamic. Some may say, why would I want to connect to them? Well, one reason is to make sure they are not connecting to you unhelpfully. They may be unwell ancestors and may be affecting you and and, and other living relatives. They may not have transitioned into well-loving ancestors. Alternatively, uh, if they have transitioned successfully into loving ancestors, this knowledge and connection can free up any old blockages and support you in personal and family healing. There is an understanding that some ancestors who live, whose lives um, were most troubled during their time on Earth can actually be highly motivated to work for good after their death. Ancestors who once had a record of harmful behaviour in this dimension don't necessarily carry the same frequency in the other world they may be strongly invested in making repairs in our world as part of their own healing journey. I'm not going to go too deep into this branch of ancestral healing here. This is more uh, something that is best facilitated in private group sessions or one-on-one type situations. Um, There's a lot more that goes into successful ancestral healing work. But in regards to this uh, subject we are talking about here, One of the really positive ways of initiating healing and connection and acknowledgement of your ancestors is being tattooed with the markings and patterns and designs that are representative of those ancestors. After many years I have seen such positive results and outcomes when tattooing the markings of different cultural bloodlines onto my clients who have wanted to represent both or all of their ancestries. Māori Scottish, Māori Irish, Māori English, Māori Croatian, Filipino Croatian, Australian original and Māori, Scottish Irish, uh, Native American and Viking, Samoan Scottish, uh, the list goes on and on, These just, you know, endless combinations. Sometimes uh, I just combine the patterns, sometimes uh, just having them distinctively re- represented on their own. In any case, uh, the experience and what I've witnessed opening up is amazing. The sense of full connection and representing their mixed ancestry empowers a person gives them full identity, a sense of a wider connection, and motivation to research, learn, and embrace both cultures carried within them. Your genetic ancestors are no farther away from you than your blood and bones. Representing them on your skin is powerful in a powerful way, uh, honouring your ancestors in this way um, can transform inherited pain and dysfunction and help embody the blessings and gifts you inherit from your people I think of it this way imagine we we are the waka or we are the canoe Uh, now imagine we have one lineage of ancestors on one side and the other lineage sitting on the other side Now, if we are only acknowledging one side of our ancestry and only that side is rowing, what happens? We end up going around in circles. When we acknowledge both sides of our ancestry and both sides are rowing, only then are we moving forward. This is a way of stopping the cycles we are living in, and then initiating moving forward in life and in the future of humanity. If we all did this, we would all be moving forward and no longer trapped in these cycles that don't really get us anywhere. This is healing. Could this type of suppression and, and discouragement of maintaining cultural ancestral reverence and practices and acknowledgements be part of an underlying agenda by those in power to keep us detached from who we are, to erase and forget who we were and only believe what we are conditioned to believe we are. I believe, and many of my clients also speak of this, that wearing the markings of your ancestors, tattooing the symbols and patterns of your ancestors into your skin, opens up a dialogue and communication with your ancestors. There's a real connection here, a resonance and a healing. You are the current representative of everyone who came before you. Let your ancestors hear you, those who came before you. You are the bearer of your bloodline. You are the current representative of the living river of blood. You are the present, reaching into the past and carrying you all into the future. Your shared breath, your shared blood, and your shared bone. Your shared DNA, your shared memories, your shared knowledge, and your shared wisdom. Thank you.